Welcome to another episode of the Meathead on the Mic podcast. This is the number one podcast for anyone on this planet, country, or nation who wants to get in the best physical shape for their next vacation. I'll be giving you actionable value to help you with mindset, training, and nutrition to help you transform your life. Disclaimer, I'm going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Not because I want to be mean, but because I generally respect you. Also, I'm a meathead. So if you tune in and decide to give me the time out of your life that you know you'll never get back, the very least I can do for you is keep it a stack. Expect to be educated, motivated, and inspired. And get ready to laugh over some light-hearted banter. Now that that's out the way, let's chat with IFBB Pro Matt Butale. Get ready, meatheads. Time to dive in. Yo, what's good, Meatheads? Hope you're having an amazing day, and welcome to another episode of the Meathead on the Mic podcast. It's your returning champion, IFBB Pro Matt Butale, coming at you with another topic. And today, I will be sharing a deep story with you guys. And to be honest, this story is linked to an inner shame that I used to have. And this inner shame, you know, before I actually realized what it was, was holding me back from my true potential and becoming a man, like, you know, embracing manhood. So stick around if that's something you want to, you know, sort of listen to, listen about, um, honestly, this is going to hit home for a lot of people because I know that there are things about you that either you don't like or that you're ashamed about, that you're embarrassed about, that honestly, if you really just double down on them, they would really show you who you truly are and you'd be able and allowed, I guess, if you give yourself the permission to show yourself, showcase yourself to the world and benefit from that in a huge positive fucking way. All right. But before we dive in, I want to let you know if you get value from the Meathead on the Mic podcast, don't forget to screenshot this if you're watching it on Spotify, if you're watching it on Apple Podcast. Screenshot it, put it on your IG story, tag me at S-C-H-W-A-R-Z-E-N-X-Double-G-A. Schwarzenegger, hit me up, Matt Butale, if you want to search for me the OG way. Um, put me on your Instagram story, let me know that you're getting value. Share it to a friend or invite a friend if you're watching this on the live stream. Also, if you're watching this on YouTube, hit the fucking sub for Christ's sakes. You know what time it is. All right, let's get into it. Let's break it down, okay? So... As I said, I'm going to walk you guys and girls through a little bit of a memory lane for me. And most of you guys and girls are going to relate not exactly with, you know, my entire life, but with the scenario of being embarrassed about something, having shame towards something. And then later on, that that shame being like your superpower. All right. So I'm going to walk you through. If you follow me on social media, you kind of already know this story. If you don't follow me on social media, hit me up. I'm everywhere. Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube. Hit me up. All right. So Matt Butale, search for me at Google. You'll find me. But let's talk about this story. Okay. Let's talk about this story. If you don't know what I look like, again, because you don't follow me on social media, which you fucking should, I'm a black guy. And in high school, on the surface, I'll be honest with you, I was the kid that your parents told you not to hang out with in high school. All right. Like, but you, what you don't know is I wasn't always this bad kid. I, I may have looked like this bad kid. I did a whole bunch of like hood rat shit, hooligan shit. You know, technically I did earn the, 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 the name, the title of a bad kid, right? Or a bad apple. But you see in high school, like the, the truth is I took all academic classes. And when I showed up, I would do very well scoring between 70 and 90% through all of my courses when I would show up, keyword, <laughs> right? I was on my way to becoming someone great, but at the same time, I just didn't know who that man would be. I didn't know who that great man would be. Okay. At first I was into, you know, anesthesiology. I wanted to like become an anesthesiologist because like, that's just what I wanted to do. I loved chemistry. And then I was interested about, you know, one day becoming a cardiologist because at the same time I love biology and I was actually good in biology. Right. And chemistry was good. You know, I was fairly decent in math. So chemistry was the, the lesser between biology and chemistry, but I still really did love the sciences and I still do. Right. And 
I even wanted to be a poet and a musician at one time. Like I played a few instruments for, you know, those of you guys and girls that don't know, I played the electric bass, uh, the, the guitar. And of course I play the drums, like what black guy don't play the drums, like for real. If you have no rhythm, you suck. Anyway, <laughs> I, poetry is another big thing for me in the sixth grade. I remember uh, my teacher, Mr. Boscario, shout out to you if you listen to this. I remember once I wrote a poem so deep, he like pulled me out of the class and asked me if everything was okay. But I was just really, you know, in my feelings, writing about like just some shit I never even experienced before, but my mind and heart sort of created, you know, about I, I wasn't, I, I can't remember 100% what it was. I, don't, I didn't keep the poem, but it was about Africans and stuff like that, right? Anyway, that's a side topic, right? So I was very passionate with the arts and very passionate with um, the sciences and math. Math was pretty, I liked math, you know, up until the 11th grade. Um, and those were things that I was ashamed of because in high school, like all my friends, None of them actually took academic courses. They were either applied or locally developed, right? So all the people that I would chill with were never as passionate in the things that I was, you know, as passionate in, like, you know, sciences, like arts. And like, I'm talking truly passionate. Like, I actually fucking like this shit. You know what I mean? Like, I would, you know, outside from the gym, I would like, you know, write poems and things like that, which is why if you do follow me and you read the content that I put out, you feel attracted to what I'm putting out because... Like, I, I know the art of, like, how to write what's on my chest and what's on my mind and how to, like, convey it in, in a little story, right? And even with these podcasts, it's the same thing, right? Like, I have a passion for this thing, which is honestly what helped me manifest the life that I currently live. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. And it comes with embracing shame, okay? So I love poetry. I loved, you know, the chemistry. I love biology. And I wanted to be an anesthesiologist. I wanted to be a cardiologist. I wanted to be, you know, an, uh, a musician. I wanted to be a poet. But I'll tell you why that never happened and why I'm so fucking grateful it didn't. All right. So in high school, I was also known as the athlete. Okay. And nobody really knew I took academic courses except for the people that were in the, the, those classes. But those people weren't really my friends, to be honest. Right. Like they knew me, but we weren't friends. So I felt kind of embarrassed that I was good at academics and wanted to do something other than 90% of my peers. And I'm going to keep it a stack. As I said, 90% of my peers weren't applied or locally developed. If you're not in Canada... It's just like the lowest level in high school you could take for courses. Um, so whatever equivalent that would be for you in the world, wherever you're listening to this. Um, and I'll be honest with you. Most of them wanted to just play basketball and, you know, sell drugs or become rappers. And yes, it does sound stereotypical. Most of my friends were black, but that's just the truth. And to be honest with you, I never really felt that comfortable hanging out with people outside of that group because I didn't really look like them because I wasn't, you know, they weren't black and that's sort of weird to say, but human beings are sort of wired like that. We just lean towards community and the community that we often lean towards at first, before we have like any real character development in our lives are the people that look closest to us. Right. So that was the truth. Like I just like to chill with people that looked close to how I looked and lived close to where I lived. And the truth is I was like one of three black kids in all of my classes at most. And the other two black kids, I wouldn't even talk to you because again, we, they just, they wouldn't, they didn't do the things that I thought were cool. They didn't, I didn't do the things that, you know, they would have thought were cool. We just didn't hang out. Right. So I always felt like I was like going to end up, like I felt like I wasn't going to end up anywhere because I'd end up spending most of my time with friends that like, as I said, took locally developed or applied courses, which is like the lower courses, or, you know, they didn't really care much about academics and their passions were just like on the surface, stereotypical, generic. They weren't passionate about anything. And it really just fucked me up, man. You know what I mean? Like, I really felt like I was going nowhere. I was wasting my talent just by hanging out with these people. And I felt that inside, but it didn't really showcase that. All right. Like none of them were in any of my classes. 
that I had to skip class so that I could hang out with them, right? Like the thing is, I was always seen as the cool dude or the athlete in high school, and I was treated that way. You know, I didn't mind. You know, it didn't bother me. I got free fucking lunches. Everyone respected me, except for myself. Okay, everybody respected me except for myself. All right, so I'd catch myself deliberately dumbing down my speech just to fit in with those friends. I'd sag my pants just a bit just to fit in with them. You know what I mean? Like, because that was the style or whatever. You know what I'm talking about, right? I'd skip class and smoke weed because it was like the cool thing to do, right? Like all the cool kids were doing it, right? The people that I wanted to hang around, the people that I felt most connected to were doing those things, right? And listening to that kind of music and stuff like that, okay? Like, and even though I enjoyed being a hood rat or hooligan to some extent, I really didn't like the way it made me feel inside. Because like, I'll be honest with you, during those days where I'd skip class, you know, day in, day out, the number one thing that I would think about, okay, the number one thing that I would think about and that really fucking set me off inside that made me feel bad was I'd think of all the classes that I skipped, right? And I had good relationships with my teachers. They would always, you know, talk to me and say like, you're different from the rest of them. Why are you doing those things? Or like, you know, I missed you the other day, Matt. Like, where were you, bro? You know, I had a good relationship, great rapport with all my teachers. So they were always surprised when they saw me do the stupid thing. They knew I knew better and I knew I knew better, but I always chose the stupid thing. Yeah, I was young, right? And I wanted to be long. I was embarrassed. I was ashamed to be who I truly was inside. Okay. Like I would also think of all the assignments that I'd procrastinate on and it ate me alive just knowing that I'm sitting here smoking this joint with these fucking idiots when I could just be doing my assignments, getting rid of the anxiety and just fucking diving all in and doing what I'm supposed to, what I'm supposed to do and becoming the man that I'm supposed to be, right? The great man that I, I, I assumed that I was supposed to be. But as, as I said, guys and girls, I was smart enough to know I was wasting my future with those friends, but I was also like extremely desperate. I was desperate enough to want to belong. So I'd ignore my common sense and do the wrong thing, even though I knew what the right thing was out of shame. Okay. Cause I was too embarrassed to do the right thing. You feel me? And if that sounds like you, just give yourself a moment. Just feel that feeling. If that sounds like, if you can resonate, if you, if you can think of a point in time of your life where you said no to yourself when you wanted to say yes to yourself, sit with that. I'll give you like three seconds. All right, three seconds is up. So that was my normal. That was something that I normally experienced. That was something that I always did, right? I'd ignore my common sense and do what was, I guess, quote unquote, most convenient based off of, you know, how I was going to feel immediately in that moment being surrounded by those people. And th that was my reality. That was my, re my reality all until this one day where one of my former gym teachers, his name was Mr. Greer, shout out to Mr. Greer if you listen to this in the future, he asked me a question when he saw me skipping class in the hallway one day. Okay, he said, you know, he asked me, at the time I was playing football, right? He asked me, I was also wrestling too, I think. Yeah, so he asked me, he's like, Matt, why do you hang out with those idiots? And I think they were all like, I was with them too. Like he was like roasting them in front of them. He didn't care. You know, those kids were rude. So they would always talk back. So he never really cared. He said, Matt, why do you hang out with those idiots? I can see so much more in you. And all the kids looked at me that I was chilling with. They're like, oh, look at the teacher's pet and all that shit. Um, you know, the smart ass. And then I just started to feel embarrassed automatically. But I automatically replied. I said, honestly, because I'm cool and, you know, they're cool. And I'd have no one to chill with if I didn't hang out with them. Like, that was my response. And I told that to him with those other people around me. I remember it like yesterday. And he looked at me then said, he's like, Matt, you don't need anyone to chill with if they're bringing you down. And that's something that stuck with me till today. And even when I'm like, you know, looking at my friends and things like that, 
it's something that still sticks with me today. Even with family, you don't need to chill with anyone if they're bringing you down. So I replied to him. I said, Mr. Greer, so what the fuck am I going to do when I'm alone? He said, do what you do best, my man. Study and train hard. And he knew what I was about. He knew that I love academics. He knew that I love art. He knew that I love, you know, the sciences and things like that. And of course, that I was passionate with training because I was playing football and I was also a wrestler. Right. So he told me that he said, do what you do best, my man, study and train hard. Then he offered me and this is honestly something that changed my fucking life. So shout out to Mr. Greer. Thank you so much for this. You don't know how much you helped me. You and Mr. Gross, Mr. G, the two G's. <laughs> he offered me or he offered to let me go into the weight room whenever I felt alone so that I wouldn't have to go chill with those people. Right. So he gave me an outlet that was different from one that was actually holding me down, holding me back or bringing me down with those other people. And my face fucking lit up. I was so excited. For the first time, I felt seen. Like, I felt like somebody actually saw me. Like, through what I was trying to hide. Through my shame. I felt like somebody actually saw me. Right? And after that day, like, every single lunch break, I kid you not, swear down, I'd walk down to the hall, the phys ed hall, knock on the phys ed office, and either Mr. Greer or one of the gym teachers who knew what the program was would throw me the key for the weight room and just by myself, whether even if they had another class in there, they would always let me go into the weight room and train, you know, because they knew like that was my outlet. Like, honestly, I was going to go do some dumb shit anyway. I was probably going to smoke weed or like just skip class and do nothing or do something stupid. So they're like, it's better the kid just goes in the weight room and does what he does best because he's he actually is fucking passionate about this thing. So I remember this like super vividly. I don't know if you guys and girls know. Quiet Riot, the band. It's an old school 80s punk rock band. Um, I, I fell in love with it because of the guitarist Randy Rhodes, rest in peace. And um, one of one of my favorite bodybuilders of the of the recent day who passed away, George the Bull Peterson, may he rest in peace, would also listen to Quiet Riot. So anyway, I listened to Quiet Riot and Motorhead. Those were like my two heavy metal bands I would listen to just by myself to train with. You know, if it wasn't that, then sometimes it would be, you know, 50 Cent or like, you know, Chief Keef or whatever. But most of the time I was listening to like rock, right? And I trained my ass off um, the whole entire lunch break. It'd be like an hour, an hour and a half. I trained my ass like the whole entire lunch break, right? And I kept doing that while wrestling and playing football. I was playing, you know, two other sports. But going to the weight room and having access to the weight room because of Mr. Greer was like a pivotal moment for me because at that point in time, I stopped like hanging out with those people that I knew were bringing me down. And I was less and less ashamed of being who I truly was because, like, I was embracing that person. And Mr. Greer allowed that door to open. He walked me through and said, hey, you be yourself. I'll give you permission to be yourself. Here's the fucking key to the gym. And I was like, fuck. Like, I felt like, yeah, you know what? This is this is what it's about. Like, I feel great doing this thing. Okay. And then later that year, I remember during the it was like an athletes meeting or whatever, because, you know, whatever. I was an athlete. So. Later that year, they were awarding out MVPs, and I actually got one MVP award, that plaque. And that plaque is actually still on my wall as we speak. I haven't got rid of it. Okay. And I was awarded MVP uh, as the, what was it, the junior wrestling most valuable uh, player, right? So um, the school rec- recognized my efforts for winning so many titles in wrestling and being a star performer on the football team. Uh, I played defense, outside linebacker, inside linebacker. Um, and corner while training in the gym to my own accord. So they, they noticed that I was like excelling as an athlete and they rewarded me for that. On top of that, they, again, you couldn't get that MVP title if you weren't doing well in school. So it, it, it motivated me and inclined me to do better in school. My grades went back up. 
I felt so fucking alive. And, and this is like a throwback story. This is high school. Like, I'm not talking about this like this was my peak because I definitely didn't peak in high school. You know what I mean? I'm still peaking every fucking year. I just turned pro last year. Shout out to myself. But seriously, that point in time was like, I realized I'm like, yo, like me diving into being ashamed, me being the person who I was meant to be, you know, the one that I was hiding, that person that I was hiding when I was hanging out with those friends is what benefited me so much because it made me feel these feelings I never fucking felt when I was hanging out with those people. Straight the fuck up. I felt so alive. And then like that feeling, that feeling that going to the gym, you know, gave me became more than just getting a pump. Like over the years, every single time I walk into the gym and I smell like the rubber floors and I smell like the iron plates and hear the the plates slapping on together and jingling together. Every time I hear that, it's, that's like, it's like packed with nostalgia. It makes me feel alive, knowing my purpose every time I step into the gym. And that's just facts. The gym is my home. The gym made me man enough to separate myself from the crowd. And like when I look back, when I really look back at, on that day, and I have a picture of when I was shaking his hand and he was awarding me that MVP, that plaque, I remember the conversation that we had you know, months prior to that day so vividly. And I'm like, just, just to be honest, I'm so fucking grateful that I had that conversation with you, Mr. Greer, if you listen to this in the future, as well as Mr. Gross, you do not know how much you guys helped me. You guys helped me embrace my shame, lean into the things that I was a little bit embarrassed about to admit about myself to the public. And through that, it planted a seed that enabled me to grow and continue to grow now to a successful business owner, now to a professional bodybuilder, now to somebody that actually impacts others the way that I was impacted in high school. Like they planted a seed in me that I'm planting in other people and I just couldn't thank them enough. And it was only through embracing my shame that I actually got the fucking balls to be a man and live in my passion, live in my purpose and serve each and every single day. I may have received that MVP award in 2015 and shook her hand, Mr. Greer, but you, Mr. Greer and Mr. Graz, were the real MVPs. Shout out to you guys. That's it. That's all. If you like this episode, share it out with a friend. I hope I was able to deliver a valuable experience to you guys and girls today. Thank you so much for your precious time and attention. Don't forget to screenshot and share this podcast to your Instagram story. Tag me at S-C-H-W-A-R-Z-E-N-X-G-G-A or at Matt Butale. You'll find me anyway. Um, let's embrace your enemy head together, people. I hope this one hit home. I hope this one hit home. If you can resonate with this one, replay it a million times until you can embrace your inner manhood, your inner womanhood, and stop shying away from the things that you're ashamed to show. Because that's the seed that you need to plant within yourself in order to grow. All right? It's been nice chatting. Hope you like what today's topic was about. IFBB Pro Matt Butale signing out. Boom. Thank you so much for your precious time and attention. This is the number one podcast for anyone on this planet, country, or nation who wants to get in the best physical shape for their next vacation. Don't forget to implement at least one thing from this podcast. Remember, information without implementation is just fucking noise. I provide actionable value for a reason. Take full advantage of it. If you laughed, cried, got any value, motivation, or inspiration from this podcast, share it out to one friend who you know will enjoy it too. Shameless plug, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Matt Butale, if you want to know this meathead on a more personal level. Heads up, it's not safe for work and it can get explicit. Viewer's discretion is advised, but I promise you will still laugh, learn, and get value. 
Also, if you want to lose 25 pounds and become a part of the Natural Nomad Academy and join the Meathead community, feel free to DM me and I'll see if you'll be a good fit. Let's embrace your inner meathead. All right, it's been nice chatting. Hope you like what today's topic was about. Natural Nomad Academy head coach and natural IFBB pro Matt Butale signing out.